here welcome to episode 97 of the spark up podcast i know it's been a few weeks off and we missed potting we really did so hello again to our old friends and shout out to our new ones on this episode we have filmmaker gabby gonzalez from providence rhode island gabby shares her story about how she fell in love with the camera and how she eats breathes and loves creating content Gabby Gonzalez is releasing her first passion project, a docu-series called Women of Providence. She will be viewing all four parts of the docu-series at the Providence Place Cinemas on January 20th at 7.30 p.m. And it's free admission. How can you not support? The story of a young woman chasing the fire and desire to create quality content that impacts and inspires people all over the world. Three more episodes into our 100th episode, episode 97. Let's start the show. You already know what it is. Your boy Bands alongside Christina. Regina is taking a break off the podcast for a little bit, but she will be back. We have a Spark Up podcast. What's going on? We got a special guest in the house for episode 97. What, what episode is it? 97. No way. Yeah. 97 episodes. And that's not including the bonus episodes, the wrap ups episodes, by the slices episodes. I don't mean to brag, but, you know, we've been out here working a little bit. I mean, trying to, at least, you know. And we got the pleasure to sit down with a special person today. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Ben. Stop with the angst. I, I love doing the angst. But um, today we have Gabby, known as... Are you going to say her whole name? Put some respect on her name. <laughs> she's She's a filmmaker. But let me introduce her. Then we can introduce what she's doing. No, well, I'm saying her full name. You just said Gabby. I'll let you introduce her. Did you guys cut that out? (laughs) No, we're putting everything in there. (laughs) Everything goes in. None gets cut out. Tonight, we have a very special guest in the building. She is not only a Latina. She's a woman. She's a filmmaker. You've probably seen her work. Um, She's worked with D. Gomes, King OSF. And she's done some recaps for shows, right? Concerts at the Strand. Um, she has a new documentary coming out called Women of Providence. January 20th at 7 p.m. at the Providence Showcase Cinema. And it's free admission. So there's no excuse. Go out and support her. A young woman doing her thing. Putting passion and work and investing in her pull craft up, up, and herself. So we're excited for tonight. Thank you for coming. Thank you. Thank you guys for having me. If y'all don't pull up, y'all don't really support your city. Did I even say your name? Yeah. Okay. Wait, I think. I don't remember. If I didn't, we have Gabby (laughs) Gonzalez with us. It's been some time. I do This is why I don't like taking breaks. I forget how to pod. You you get really rusty and stuff. I'm rusty. quick. Oof. Oof, I feel old too. Episode 97, we're still screwing up. (laughs) I'm saying. So, what's going on? How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm mad nervous right now. Why, why are you nervous? <laughs> I've nervous. never done a podcast before. This is my first time. Like, I usually say no to them because they, like, terrify me. <laughs> but I'm like, you know what? This would be a great way to overcome this fear. I'm going to try today. Word. So, we're going to... Regina usually does this. Um, uh, let me see if I could um, do her some justice. So, first, we're going to talk about Ari Lennox and um, how she responds to the racist tweet about her looks. 
So recently, someone tweeted uh, saying that Ari Lennox and Tiana Taylor look like Rottweilers. And she was literally crying on live. And she started off tweeting saying, Moms and dads, please love on your beautiful black children. Tell them they're beautiful constantly. Tell them black people are beautiful and tell them black features are beautiful. And she went on live to talk about how she felt. And I'm going to play a short piece of it just so you guys can get the gist of what is really bothering her. can sit up here and say that's not my problem or or she she does look like a rottweiler that's fine that's fine but and and uh, and and you want to talk about how oh people are so sensitive they want us to cancel freedom of speech why is this your speech why are you so comfortable tearing down black women women and no other race look around look under look around when are hispanic women ever compared to dogs when do they do that? When do they do that to white women? When are white men doing that to white women? When are Hispanic men doing that to Hispanic women? They're not doing it. They're not. Like, and, and. All right, and she goes on. I think she was on live for like 45 minutes, but that clip is a minute and 12 seconds. I found that on papermag.com. So if you want to hear the rest and see everything else she said in the tweets. So after she said that, of course, people have been calling her an angry black woman and all this other stuff because she already has done a rant before when um, she was snubbed at the Soul Train Awards. So, um, and also... The Joe Budden podcast, uh, they were saying how she sounds insecure, but Rory was saying how he can understand why she's angry, and Mo said that it sounds like she's been having issues within herself, and she's had enough because she's crying on the live. So I mean, I what mean, do y'all think? Not like Gabby take. Nah, I don't know. I just feel like it sucks that for someone speaking up for themselves, like, you're automatically... Especially, I think it's because she's a woman. If a guy were to rant like that, mm. it's like, oh, yeah, you know, he's he's talk, speaking up for what he believes in. But no, if she does, it's like, oh, it's like the hormones, maybe. Or, mm. you know what I mean? Like, an angry black mm-hmm. woman. Like, that sucks. I feel like that definitely is not it. Like, for me, I'm not qualified to speak for a woman. Wow, this listen, is a new and improved listen, band. So proud. You know, I mean, I mean, everybody's working on themselves, and some sometimes the world is an evil place. At that level of success, you should stay off your Instagrams if something really truly bothers you. And it's not just to turn the blind eye. You know, what I mean, that could put you in a deep depression. Things like that can yeah. can spiral and turn you into a monster. It's crazy, you know, because then you start lashing out back at to the um at the people talking all this stuff, and then it becomes a pattern, and then you you go unnoticed mm. because of the fact that you know you're um lashing out instead of teaching. You should yeah. be teaching instead of going live and lashing out. Yes, she needs to speak with her words, but choose how you speak about things wisely. I know she's defending herself and all that, and I don't want to seem like she's not. But if you come out and teach young black girls, like, hey, look, this is what you're going to deal with. Let's try to train you so when that moment comes, you know how to deal with this situation. 
Yeah, I mean, I think especially um, now in this generation where we're seeing a lot of celebrities are on drugs. I mean, mm-hmm. they've always been on drugs, but now I feel like it's more prominent. Or the I don't know if the drugs got worse or if just social media is highlighting these things. But I think that uh, when labels... So, I mean, a lot of these labels don't care, but I feel like a label like J. Cole should be or could be open to, like, therapy because... Mm-hmm. I agree with Joe Budden. It's not the first time she lashes out like this. The first time it was about an award. The second time it's about race. So I just feel like maybe he's right. Maybe she's insecure about something. Maybe when she grew up, she was made fun of or she's just not sure about her craft. Because Mm -hmm. for you to lash out because you didn't win an award, I could understand you being a new artist and feeling Mm -hmm. shitty like SZA when she got snubbed. Mm -hmm. We all know Control is one of the best albums ever to be made. But at the same time, like, what is it, it? What is it in your head that makes you feel like you have to defend yourself? Because mm-hmm. she does not look like a Rottweiler. No, absolutely not. And we've seen her live, and she looks sexy. She's as, beautiful. You know, let me just put it there. At first, I was one of them guys saying she's not so pretty in pictures. I mean, because she's you know, a regular girl. Like she don't look. You know, like, like these other exactly. Girls. Like she didn't look like your regular mega star or right. star. You know, she looked like the girl down the street, you know what I mean? So, you know, off rip, she doesn't, I'm not saying that those girls aren't beautiful because they are. Thing is that usually you see women at that level look a certain way. And mm. that's what we're used to seeing. So, yeah, but maybe to compare it's my, it to a Rottweiler, my, though. I mean, anyone with money can look good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you be that's absolutely true. That's true. But, but, you know what I mean, when you see her live, you know that it's natural mm-hmm. beauty. Like, you know, some people force it. Like, we seen, you know, not to throw people on the bus, but we seen a celebrity that was performing. And I was like, wow, um, you don't look like that. <laughs> like, you know, and, and it was like, wow, Just say the name. Who are you talking about, Young Miami? Mm-hmm. She looked great. She looked great, but she didn't look like herself. Yeah, yeah. I think she got a nose job you know, when we and, saw her. And that's not my business. And so. she was pregnant. We didn't know she was twerking on stage and everything. Yeah. <laughs> it was and before. She, she, and she then she announced it like the next day, I think mm-hmm. it was. Some and crazy. she also got mad because a lot of people wasn't. Yeah, she was like not vibe. feeling it. I mean, but it is what it was. It was Philly, though. You know, all I want to say is if you're a young woman and, you know, you need to seek. I mean, but we have a young woman to. here, right? So. We're almost a whole decade older than you are. So our generation is different. We didn't grow up with mm-hmm. social media yeah. at all. We yeah. got social media either at in the end teens. of high school or, you know, probably the beginning for some of us. But I, mean, I, had, I, I had think MySpace came out. I think I was a sophomore in high school, maybe. But anyway, so I wanted to ask you, like, does social media kind of dictate how you feel like do you take that stuff serious because you put a a lot of work out there oh my god that's so hard because speaking to the mic okay sorry i'm like scared of the mic no worries (laughs) just kidding just kidding but that's hard because for our generation i definitely feel like social media is instilled in our lifestyle at all Mm -hmm. times everyone's Mm -hmm. on it at all times you know and that it depends on your character because that stuff could kill you or it could inspire you um, for me, I I mean, if I didn't have such like a digital platform, then I wouldn't I wouldn't try to be on it so much because it could like mess with your head. You know, it's it's like a fact that 
mm-hmm. that it like messes with your head because you're seeing all these successful people, all these beautiful people, you know, but really it's all it's it's a fake world. It's not yeah, a real it's world. A it's, yeah. People just put their highlights, they don't put their downfalls and stuff and that's a and fact. and then you feel really bad because you're like, Oh well my life isn't like theirs mm-hmm. when in reality it probably is, you know? So so I try like I try to just use my social media for like my work aspect because mm. I I try to do work that like is inspiring, you know. Well, my mm-hmm. goal is to do my documentaries that can actually like inspire people. Mm. And I obviously do like all rounds of work. I do weddings, I do music videos, I do like recaps, whatever. I do it all, but like my main goal is documentary work because that's mm-hmm. what it actually hits. That that's what makes a difference like that's what we should use social media for to inspire other people. So, I mean, yeah, yeah, it's instilled in everyone in our generation, though. Everyone uses it at all times. And if you don't have a strong personality, it can make you really insecure. You know, mm. you just have to realize that stuff is kind of fake. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not real. These people's lives are not always real. Everything has filters. Not only oh, yeah. that, but it's like, would you say half of the things you say to people in real life, like, I can't tell you how many t- and this is no shade to anybody, but like as women, I sp- especially myself, like I notice myself going, yes, and the pictures like fire emojis, <laughs> like hands, like we're always constantly commenting. And then I always think to myself, OK, how can I how can I be that same person online? Because that has to stem from. So I must obviously feel some type of way about this woman or the picture that I see or a friend with an accomplishment. So I always make sure to keep that same energy. I feel like that's where things get messy because people are not, yeah, people are not keeping that same energy. So if you really saw Ari Lennox, would you call her a Rottweiler to her face? You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Like, are you really about that life? And you know, most people won't, you know, I, I love to say this. People are fickle. In your face, they're not going to tell you what they really think. And, you know, you know, not to throw people under the bus, but it's usually the person that says, yeah, I'm the realest in the room. Mm. When you don't act according to what people's expectations are of you, Mm -hmm. they get, like, offended. And it's like, no. Or just, like, just not keeping the same energy. You'll meet so many people that are popping on Instagram, and in real life, they're boring as hell. I think it's weird when people have, like, the the whole social aspect that social media has created in like real life is weird mm-hmm. because social media is like yeah social like on on digital platforms mm-hmm. everyone you know like you said everyone cheers mm-hmm. each other on and stuff but like you ever have followers or something and you're like should i say hi should i not like mm-hmm. you know what i mean it creates <laughs> this weird like life for the real world which is mm-hmm. actually the most important world the real world yeah so i don't know it's just like that's weird you know how i deal with that when i walk into a room and it's enough people that i can say hi to everybody i go to every single body in that room and say hey what's up how you doing and people be so weirded out i feel like that's also a hispanic thing no but but hispanic love doing that yeah but i think it's more out of respect when we people see see that you're showing respect they're like what the what the hell's going on you really see the contrast because like i'm guatemalan i go to guatemala at least once a year and Mm -hmm. everyone over there is just 
so friendly. Literally, you're walking down. I don't know anyone there. And everyone's like, oh, you have to say hi. You have to say hi. Like, my family's mm-hmm. like, oh, you have to say hi to everyone, like, on the street that you're walking to. And I'm like, do you know them? And then they're like, no, we don't know <laughs> that. And I'm like, oh, shoot. And it's so crazy because it shows how human people can mm-hmm. be, you know, that we're other human beings interacting in this world. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know America if it's the social media presence and like just the fact that we're such a like workaholic very independent like um country so we don't want to you know talk to people I go to school in Boston so I commute a lot on the train and like no one the tea is full you know no one talks to each other on the tea everyone's on their phone every single person on the phone maybe mm-hmm. one person or on headphones the mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. nobody no has conversations mm-hmm. and I, I think this is where we thrive because you know, nobody good really plug, has good plug. has <laughs> conversation with people, and then people want to hear people having conversation with other people. Mm-hmm. That's which, funny, yeah. Which That's I true. understand, you know what I mean? Mm. Because some people aren't social, and they don't want to be mm-hmm. social, so they turn to people that are doing the socialism for them. Yeah. Well, I shouldn't say socialism because yeah, that's yeah, okay. that's the actual thing. thing. But that's yeah, yeah, we get you. But socializing, you know, socializing is is an art, and not. A lot of people today, it's a dying art. It's a skill, too. Yeah. Some people just don't have the skills. Like, you walking into an event and saying hi to everybody. For some people, just saying Mm -hmm. hi to one person freaks them out. I mean, but also, I do that for work. I did valeting for so long. Oh, yeah, that's etiquette. You gotta, you you know, there's a certain etiquette when it comes to valeting. And you, it's it's a a weird dynamic because you treat the guy in the bottom the same as you would the guy that's making billions of mm-hmm. dollars. You're not supposed to know what their worth is. I mean, sometimes you do. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, you know, but that's you tr- how you should treat everybody. You treat everybody accordingly. I think, and, yeah. Nowadays, we're just not forced to talk to people, so people just choose not to. Yeah. You know what was my that's teaching wild. moment? When Nick Cannon opened oh, the door. God. I always talk about this because <laughs> one day I'm going to meet Nick Cannon. And I'm telling him. I'm going to tell him straight up. Like, yo, you remember that day that you was mad? Maybe he was having a long day. He probably is not going to remember. I do, though. This is when he started wearing his turban. And I'm like, wow. The, not like, the I, turban. You know, like, you know, it's common courtesy. Like, you know, when when you walk through a door, somebody holds it for you. Like, hey, thank you. You know, and people don't have that no more. So, mm-hmm. you know, when, Trust me, when he I work did retail. that. You know, and it, it wasn't people like. are savages. Mm-hmm. Straight savages. And it's, it's, it's not like I asked him for, hey, let me get a dollar. Let me get a dollar. You know, open the door. You don't have to give me anything. Just pass through it. You know and, what I mean? And Say I've good learned evening. like a lot thank of people you. aren't. Sometimes they don't even try to be rude. But I've learned that people just are shy. So shy mm-hmm. that they like, speak. yeah, don't speak. That's so because, weird to yeah. me, though. I feel like that's what social media has done, though. Yeah, that's you know? true. That's a good point. But yeah, so uh, shout out to Ari Lennox. Ari Lennox, if you're listening to this, you are beautiful and you could sing your ass off and you're hot and just keep being hot and forget about and these haters. keep wearing that fur jacket on Ooh! days because you look great. And when she took it off, ooh, oh. I was like, wow, she, she she's dropped beautiful. It, I was like, <gasps> it was that, pink and it was fluffy. Listen, I almost fell to the ground. <laughs> And oh it wasn't a ground that I wanted to fall on. Um, <laughs> so, at Gabby's request, we uh, quickly mentioned the Oscars. Was it the Oscars? The- oh, it is the Oscars? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's the nomination list, right? That mm-hmm. came out. Okay. Which is on January 26th, I believe. It's on, yes, on the last Sunday of the month, which is weird because I usually remember it. There was no woman, not no women nominated for director of the year was best it? director yes 
Best Director of the Year. And if you've seen Queen and Slim, you already know. Question. She should have been on. What, what movies are up there? The Irishman, Mark, Martin Scorsese, Joker, Todd Phillips, 1917, Sam Mendes, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Quentin Tarantino, Parasite, Bong, June Ho. So a bunch of men. Yeah, and I feel like there were so many movies that were like top grossing films of 2019 mm-hmm. that had women directors and Absolutely. they just didn't even want to nominate them which is crazy to me like little woman by Greta Gerwig like that she should have been up there a hundred percent and she was not it was crazy because she was nominated for so many other um categories except that one so if that film was that good to be nominated in so many other categories like mm. why is this girl not even yeah I and i'm like gonna just, yeah. stand by queen and slim only because it's the only movie i seen i think it's the only you, movie i seen... watched this year no i watched joker too mm-hmm. Um, and it was directed by Melina Matsuka, who is the same director for what's her name? Solange's. Yeah, she does. Mm-hmm. This is her first film. Mm-hmm. She's known for videos. She did the formation for Beyonce. I can so, see that music yeah. video vibes in her film. The aesthetic I can see that. Mm-hmm. is very like it's very like New Orleans grungy. It's very it's dark. Fast pace. No, not fast paced. It's just very, it gives you like, I would say like 1970s, 60s mm. feel. Like it's just very, looks very nostalgic and like retro. Her videos, her I movie's didn't watch great. Her. I the will, movie I will watch it was though. so beautifully directed that I could have watched it on mute. That's I how mean, good the movie is. You talk looked. about that movie. All I can't the time. get over it. It's like, one of the best, I mean, granted, I haven't seen a lot of films, but I it's mean, one of the even, best films I've seen even in a while. when we talked to Kayla. Caleb Colossus, you brought it up. You're did like, I? hey, um, did you watch Queen and Slim? Oh, it had just it came like, out, oh, I think. Yeah. yeah, that was like the week after. Yeah. So, what's your favorite movie? I will always say my favorite movie is My Girl. Oh, mm. classic. Oh, my God, because when I was younger, I just like saw that movie and I loved it ever since. I'll always cry in the part where he's like, his glasses, he can't see without his glasses. <sighs> yeah, yeah, that was just cry. <laughs> Love that movie so much. So did you did you watch any of the films that were nominated? Yeah. I watched um Joaquin's Joker. I watched what were the nineteen seventeen The Irishman. I watched The Irishman. It it took me three like it was on Netflix and it took me like three different times to watch it because it was so long. But it was beautiful. His movies gonna, are usually great. long. Yeah, Scorsese does some long movies. But, uh, yeah, I really did, like, I liked the movies. I watched Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I wasn't the craziest fan, not gonna lie, because I expected more of Tarantino, but I think he was just going for a different... It was, like, his love story to Hollywood. Mm-hmm. So, it was just different, mm-hmm. period. The usual. Yeah, the usual. it wasn't... Yeah, he was definitely going for something different, and I'm sure he accomplished whatever he was going for, but that that it should have been given to at least a woman. Like, there were so many other films. Hustlers is a woman director. Um, Frozen, oh, wow. woman director. Frozen, but, the animation? Mm-hmm. Oh, dope. What movie, if you could swap a movie from this list, would you put in that slot? Little Woman. Little Woman? So good. I never read the book, but I watched this movie, and I was like... I went to the movies by myself to watch it. I go to <sighs> movies a lot by myself. Going to the movies by yourself is the best. Oh, yes. 100%. <laughs> you can cry I, by yourself, I laugh by yourself. I haven't <laughs> been to a movie since any Marvel film. Oh, that is I only sad. go. I only go for Marvel films, really. To be honest, ah, there's more out else. there, bro. 
More out there no, and better. <laughs> no, I know, but I'm I'm not I'm not a movie person. Like you know what I mean. I like movies, but I never like you know. Captain Marvel, woman Captain director. Marvel was good. So let's get into you. Okay. Um, uh, we have <laughs> Gabby Gonzalez with us, who has a documentary coming out January twentieth, seven p.m. at the Providence. Seven thirty. Seven thirty. Yeah. All right, 7.30 p.m. Pull up on time. Let's <laughs> pull up on but time. I've been telling everyone, like, by the looks of it, I think it's going to cap out because the Ooh. theater is, like, mm-hmm. it's it's pretty big, but I think it's going to cap out. I'll I don't think there. I got enough seats for what it looks like, so I just tell everyone to go early, like, even earlier. Yeah, like, first come, so first serve, people. Yeah. No reserve there. seatings Definitely. or anything. Unfortunately, I will be out of state, so I'm going to miss it. But um, I have but I, to find a way to watch I, I'll this. come through and check it out, you know, just... You should. Just to support, because I, you know, if y'all been listening to the podcast, I support all Providence talent. So, Ruben brought this trailer to my attention. The trailer shows the women that are in it, that the documentary is about. Mm-hmm. It's four women or five? Um, It's 11. 11? Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. That's <laughs> even more impressive. Okay, so, Dan showed me this trailer he didn't even say anything. He just dropped it expecting me to look at it. And I did. So I checked it out and I was gravitated instantly. I think I slid in your DMs an hour after. I kept thinking about the trailer. Just right now looking at the still frame with the hands on the piano and how the sun is gleaming. I was like, this is impressive. And it looks like a legit trailer. Like you could tell you have a sense of direction. You can tell you have a vision for it. Like, do yeah, you definitely. do you look at things by shot or do you just visualize how you want it to look? I mean, I guess in my head, I kind of have an end result idea of mm. what I want. So, I mean, I, I'm not going to lie. I don't storyboard. I don't like uh, mm, think about every specific thing. Nope. I just literally go and look at the atmosphere of the room. What The lighting is the most important. Where can mm-hmm. I... I actually brought my own lighting for that shot, for the oh, piano wow. shot. So I like put in the background. Like I'll work with my so lighting. So that's not the sun? No. It was like a dark room at Rick. So I like set up lighting for that. But like sometimes I'll just either set up my lighting or work with lighting that's like in the room or outside. Natural lighting I love to use. But I don't like... I just kind of envision what I want it to look like mm-hmm. at the end. Now, a question that kind of ties into that. Now, in your regular life, do you kind of vision everything as a film? Like, you know, like <laughs> like you sit back and you watch something go down and you're like, this, this could be a, be a, this movie. Could be a movie. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I never thought about that. Because I, I know, I know for, well, for me, I do photography. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'll sit sit there and I'm like, I wish I had my camera. This will be a oh, fly-ass picture. Oh, so many times that, I, that I'm like, I wish I had my camera. Yes. <laughs> And that's why this past year, 2019, I got myself a camcorder that's, like, mm-hmm. small, not, like, some high-production camera or anything. Like, just a, a low-quality camcorder. And I made sure to just, like, f- film. Try, I try to film those moments that I wish I could just always, like, pause. Oh. Like, do you ever in life, you're yes. like, I want to pause and go back to this forever. Mm-hmm. And I, in the beginning, I was so consistent. And then there were, like, months I didn't even use it. And I, I kind of wish I did because I was like, yo, at the end of the year when I did my recap, I was, like, going through all the footage. And I'm like, oh, my God, it brought me back. It was yeah. crazy. I encourage everyone to just, like, document their life. Mm-hmm. All the time. Like, the the times that, like, are great. I know the times you forget because you're having so much fun. You want to be in the moment. Yeah, but for me, well, yeah. I, I mean, maybe don't do that. Live in the moment. But for <laughs> me, I, I love, I look at everything through a lens, so I just want to mm-hmm. capture it all. I mean, well, I think that's, like, 
uh, what creatives do. You always see life through your craft. Mm-hmm. Like you guys are talking about lenses, and I feel like maybe in my past life I was a filmmaker because I'm so obsessed with film, but I've never really studied it. So I'm not on that level like you, but. Like, I see everything as a script or a book or a novel. Like, I feel like peop- everybody's life should be written. Like, people are so interesting. Mm-hmm. And it's just so funny to hear, like, creatives hear, like, you say you see everything through a lens. You want to take pictures. I think about words. That's like if a rapper came through the door, like, he could rap about what we're doing right here. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I feel like everyone always identifies um, with life through their craft. Yeah, definitely. So, speaking of craft, when did you pick up a camera? Because you're young, so you picked it up early. Yes, I did. So, I started, I actually have a wedding videography business. That's how I practice so, so much. Because throughout all the years, I've just been doing wedding videos. Mm -hmm. But I started my first wedding video when I was 13. Wow. Yeah, so I've, I still have my business. Who, Who got you your first camera? Well, my f- my first camera I, I got myself, but not at 13, though. So, basically, my dad's a wedding photographer mm-hmm. and events and stuff. So, he, he did it back in Guatemala. It's sense now. Mm-hmm. My grandfather back in Guatemala, he did, like, little passport pictures for people. <gasps> it was so cute. It, like, runs in the blood. But my my dad, I mean, my dad and my grandfather are all old fat. Well, my grandfather is, like, not alive now, but he passed down to my dad. And my dad, he's just older so he's super old-fashioned you know mm. so i mean me personally i never liked the photo aspect so i i when i was like 13 i was like dad i do i edit videos on iMovie like let me do a <laughs> wedding and he's like why would i trust this little girl but he did i don't know i'm always grateful for that and because i looked way too young to like film obviously i was 13 mm-hmm to do weddings so he sent my brother who's a little older he was three years older than me and he would be the one that's filming just because i look too young and he would take it home and i would edit and ever since then i just been editing 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 mm. and then when i was Dope. a little older for myself like probably 15 16 i started going out to film because i looked a little older and then i just like took over started editing filming when i was like 17-ish, I bought my own equipment, I started doing everything. Mm. When I was, like, 18, I ran my own business. I didn't work with my dad or my family anymore because I had my own, like, I had higher expectations for myself. So I, like, got my own clients. I got my own prices. Like, I just did it all on my own. So that's where I'm kind of at now. It, like, snowballed into something bigger, you know? And you do music. You do everything, really. (laughs) What's it like working with uh, King OSF and D. Gomes? Because I don't really know them personally. I met D. Gomes a couple times, and he seems like a nice guy. But uh, they're local celebrities, I guess you would Mm -hmm. say. And a lot of people believe that they'll, you know, surpass a lot of expectations and hit new levels. Do you think of that when you film with them? Or, like, do you feel that energy with people? Nah, there's definitely a bright future for them. Like, they're they're passionate. And that's what I love, being around equally as passionate people as I am. Mm-hmm. You know, because all we care about is, like, working hard and making... If you have people around you that are, like, not at the same, you know, mentality as you, then you're just going to hold yourself back. So with them, yeah, I, I, I loved working with them. It happened so naturally, like... It wasn't, I don't know, like, it just happened very naturally, and I'm very grateful for them because they just like my work from the beginning. So, like, yo, let's do this. Come to this to this um, concert. Can you do this recap? I never did a recap in my life, and then <laughs> I was on the strand because he was like, yo, do this. Yeah. Help me out with this, and it was the day that Juice 
Juice World was performing, I believe, and that was oh, the wow. first time that OSF um, came back to do a performance, like, again. Oh, when he came home. Mm-hmm. And that was the first performance he did with OSF, uh, with D, at The Strand, and, like, I got to capture that, and from there, I think people started noticing my work a little more, mm-hmm. and it just, like, snowballed. Like, everything kept snowballing. Like, I wasn't expecting anything. I'm, I'm never really expecting it. It just, like, mm-hmm. happens, and, like, I'm just grateful, you know? What was your your favorite project to do? The vlog. I don't know if you guys saw it, but it was like mm. a vlog. Is it the one about your family? Mm-mm-mm-mm. It was a vlog with D. Well, favorite oh, okay. project with them was mm-hmm. the vlog with D because we like traveled. I would travel I a lot with them. That. We went to LA, went to Miami, a couple oh, places. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. And then in LA, we like, and we went to Boston for a show, so... Like, I, I did a vlog, but a very documentary style-ish. Mm. They always knew that I love documentaries, and that's, like, my goal. So, D always respected it, and was like, yo, like, you should do, like, a vlog that style, and then that's what I started doing, and I think that's my favorite project up to date. It's, like, it's, like, a vlog, but it, it's cool. I did interviews. I did B-roll. I did drone mm-hmm. shots. Like, you guys should watch it. Yeah, yeah I saw that. You yeah, do I'll drone shots. I'll definitely look into it. Mm-hmm. Now I'm looking at this video now with what uh one of your wedding recaps and it just looks so lit. What's your niche? Like what do you I know you just said you love documentary, but as far as making the film and the process because a lot of people don't know you have to film it in like you said the B-roll, the editing, the mm-hmm. sound, the mm-hmm. colors, the all that. But what do you think is your niche? Like my your... cinematography is probably the best for me. It's just from weddings because honestly I I started with weddings, I still do weddings. Weddings are the best practice way to practice mm-hmm. and for me like weddings never really go according to plan ever, you know? <laughs> things just happen yeah, things and I crazy. I have to be ready. Like as my job I have to capture everything. So I'm always like ready with my camera and I have to make it look good on top of that with all mm-hmm. these surprises. So I feel like cin- my cin- cinematography has evolved because of that because I was like forced to make things look good without like planning it out mm-hmm. and that's why with it, it translates a lot to my work now because mm-hmm. like for my doc and stuff like that like I said yeah. I don't storyboard I just go in and I'm like let's make this look good mm. so yeah can you explain to people what cinematography is because I'm sure I mean I'm not sure but some people may not know what it is but I feel oh, like okay. it's the most important part of mm-hmm. filmmaking cinematography is the way that you um the way that you capture whatever you're seeing so it's the composition meaning like what things are in place what things are in focus like just what you're seeing on screen can be very different from two people can capture the same thing and make it look completely different like Mm -hmm. behind like a water bottle or something you Mm -hmm. know that's just the cinematography of it, like the way the lighting hits, the the way your movement with the camera. It's just, it's all like the camera, basically, the movement that you're making with the camera and what you're capturing. Yeah, that's talent. Um, and, then, and then when you break it down and edit, you know, that's a whole different ball game too because... It's all a lot. It's a lot. Know, it's, it's like every mind works different. Yeah. So... Before we get into the movie, um, you have... Um, I saw... Um, I don't know if it's a trailer or if it's meant to be that long, a minute clip of the kids in Guatemala. Yeah, he was like, she's like, I'm 11 years old. She wants to be a teacher when she grows up. Uh, that was beautifully captured. Talk about what it means to uh, like what your heritage means to you. Well, everything, because it's what made me. Mm. If if 
if that wasn't me, like, that just wouldn't be me if I wasn't Guatemalan, if I didn't come from immigrant parents, if my family wasn't over there, if mm-hmm. if I wasn't a minority, if I wasn't a Latina. Like, all of this is just elements about me that make me who I am and give me a purpose why to create, like, why I want to make things happen and give me, like, a, a voice to, you know, to actually talk about these things because I can talk about it. And... Um, in Guatemala, like like I said, my family's from there, my grandma's from there, my grandparents, every all my family, my parents immigrated when they were like young, like twenty five, thirty. I love my parents with all my heart. I'm so so I will forever thank them for that because I know if they didn't do that, my life would be different. Mm-hmm. Like I'm I'm yeah, America sucks, Trump and stuff, but you can also do whatever whatever you want in this in this country. Anything, you know? Mm-hmm. Um and I say that compared to Guatemala yeah. where you can't do that. I come from a very poverty stricken area where everything is hard to succeed like you know so i'm just thankful that my parents did that they came with nothing nothing and they came just to just to hopes of a better give us a better life like thinking about their children and stuff so for me not to be able to um you know give them that i feel like i feel like that's a lot of pressure on me sometimes like i want i need to be able to give them a reason to say i came here for a reason you know because if not then it wouldn't be worth it and that's why I want to I want to be impactful. That's why I wanted I want to make them proud more than anything cuz they sacrificed their life for this right now. I'm glad you mentioned that because I feel like that too except unlike you I don't I don't think I found my means of mm-hmm. like my focus. I haven't found what I really really want to do. Mm-hmm. Uh but I know that as a creative and doing podcasting, you have a lot of anxiety like you wake up thinking mm-hmm. like okay i need to work or if you're not working you feel oh my God, yes. <laughs> like yes. you're not doing anything you spend a whole day in bed you feel guilty do you yep. deal with those same things always that because i always get more than i can chew mm. is that the, how the saying bite off yeah. more bite, than you can yeah. chew always you know and i'm always like yo if i'm not working right now i'm not being productive like I, I don't know what it's like to be bored anymore. I don't, and I really That's, wish I, I did. I know exactly what you, <laughs> I was just talking to Casino yeah. about that because mm-hmm. I don't know if you heard about my car situation where my wheels got stolen and oh my, my equipment God. got yes. stolen. So, yes. so for a little bit, I was sitting out, and I was like, oh, my God, like, I'm losing my mind. I'm doing nothing. I feel you know like you just I mean? took 10,000 steps back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, like, I understand when, when you said that, it's like, give me the chills because i'm like damn that's how i felt yeah mm-hmm. you know i really the whole situation could have taken me to a whole different place like even give up right don't quit because that step could have been your testing point on to where you're going to end up let me ask you a question are you a one-man band or one you. woman band <laughs> thank you thank me- you <laughs> No, I actually am. I do everything. Yeah, it's a lot. I have a second shooter for my weddings, of course. Shout Mm -hmm. out Isaiah Swifty. I bring him. He's my. He's just my friend. So I was like, "Yo, help me with this. Like, be my second camera." And now he's been doing it with me for two years, so he knows how I like Mm -hmm. my shots and stuff. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, for everything, this documentary, I did no budget, no crew. Wow. So I did this all on my own, no helpers for anything. I I met up with the people. I like. Did my own editing, cinematography, mm-hmm. lighting, audio, everything. And then it, it's been a lot. I'm not going to lie. And I'm that type of person that, like, I feel like I could do it all. And, I mean, I'm doing some of it, but, 
like I have to realize I always need to get help. Team, hundred percent. Why don't you find help? Does do you think that yeah. has to do with creative control? Yeah, I love being in charge of my own work. I really do. I always feel like, oh, I have a certain vision for it, and like if I hire someone else, it's like the vision is not gonna. They're not gonna fulfill the vision I have in my mm-hmm. head. Mm-hmm. But I mean, as I'm growing now and like expanding, I just need to because if I if I do everything on my own, I'm just gonna like go crazy. Like it's so mm-hmm. much. It's so much that I have to do. So do you think that your talent is? I mean, you said it's in your blood. You've your dad gave you a camera because he had a camera or let you pick up a camera. But do you think that the talent you have is God given? I mean. Part of it, of course, has to do with God, if you believe so. No, everything has to do with God. Like, the only reason I'm I'm as far as I am is because of God. Like, mm-hmm. he gave me this talent. If I didn't, if if not, then I just wouldn't be me. He, he specifically gave me this talent to do bigger things, to mm-hmm. do things that are bigger than... Everything Amen. I do is Oof. like... Where's it's Regina me. when you need her? Because <laughs> no, everything I do, I promise you guys, is bigger than me. It has nothing to do with me. That's why I get so shocked. You're when, just like, a vessel. Yeah. When people are just like, yo, you and your work, and I can't believe you. And it's like, you don't understand. Like, I can't, I, I don't even know how I did it. I'm, I'm not thinking mm. about this. Like, I know God just gave that to me to, like, go and do things. So, like, this is all way bar- part of a bigger purpose. This whole documentary is part of a bigger purpose. Everything is a platform. It all leads back to him. So, like, I'm more than grateful for that, too, you know? Well, I was going to say, do you think you could teach it? But <laughs> I can teach it. Yeah, you can't follow up with that question after all that. <laughs> No. Yes, you could. De- I could teach. Like, I, I end up helping out a lot of people. A lot of people, you know, inquire and ask me to help. Like, I always like giving feedback on people's mm-hmm. films. Um... I one day like I really want to be able to open up like a film house and be able mm. to like give lessons, show people the wedding stuff. I've been doing it for so long. Like people are so competitive. Like people, mm-hmm. especially filmmakers, creatives, they think that like that that's it. That's your only thing. No one else can learn your mm-hmm. tricks. Like no, bro. Like and take there's it. YouTube. Yeah, YouTube yeah, teaches man. everything. I learned through YouTube a lot too. Like that things you yeah. don't know, you can just research. Like I literally put together a car through youtube (laughs) no seriously like i took a a whole like i got pictures you seen them that's Mm -hmm. crazy yeah and like it was all through youtube i didn't know a lick of mechanic work yeah but people that don't like to share their like what they do and stuff i feel like it it doesn't help us like if anything Mm -hmm. everyone out there had because my thing is whatever i do you can do it too like Mm -hmm. i'm not a magician i'm not Mm -hmm. I'm not, like, a super size crazy and, like, only I'm anointed like this. No, like, God gave me this talent, but, like, God God could bless anyone. You know what Sunshine I mean? Like for everyone. Mm-hmm. This and is all practice, it, Everybody yeah. eats at the end of the day. Anyone can do it. Anyone mm-hmm. can do it. I always tell you guys, like, anyone could do it. This whole film I did on my own, but I use that as inspiration because, come on, I did this on my own. I know people could do this on mm-hmm. their own. They just have to, people just give up. They see someone like, oh, I could never do that. No, of course you could do it, you know? You know I mean, but there has to be something in you that sets you apart from everybody. You have to know spark. that. Yeah. It, the spark. I think if you don't have the spark, too. If people you don't have, have the spark for something, you're not going to do it. I was just talking to 
to one of my homies about that because he got a he got a child and he's like, yo, man, my child's not really doing good in school. He's starting to like go down the rails. And I'm like, listen, you got to find what your child loves and introduce it to them. It's the passion, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. you know like because if you're not passionate about it, you're not then it's do not. It. Yeah, people. I mean, I can say anyone could do it, but if you're a filmmaker, you know that you know you're passionate about this. Then yes, a hundred percent. Or if you mm-hmm. want to get into it, interest you. But if if you have no interest in this, then yeah, I feel like you wouldn't like doing it, and yeah. not liking mm-hmm. to do it is not gonna make you do it. But like I have, I have uh, a niece that um that I ended up buying her camera because every time I would bring my camera, she'll start using it. And I'm mm-hmm. like, mm. she just that turned easy. 11 like two days ago. Mm-hmm. And um, I gave her a camera and she's like always, hey, look look at my pictures. And I'm like, wow, you, you're really getting really good. Yes. You know, and it's not like just like, you know, I'm being biased, but it's really because she's learning. And, and I think that's very important for like adults to appreciate the creative fields in this mm-hmm. nowadays because... Mm-hmm. When I first was like, well, my my dad was a wedding photographer, but he did that as a side hustle, you know. Like he had mm-hmm. a he had a job, you know. He was a truck driver. He did he, it for survival. Yes, and like when I told my mom and my dad that I wanted go to films, wanted to go to film school, I wanted to continue to pursue mm-hmm. this as a career. That like they always saw it as a side hustle, and it's like God, like you know. And I kind of felt kind of bad because they came here, they want to see me with a diploma, they want to see me be a doctor, a lawyer, mm. you know what I'm saying? Like all these things and. But, I mean, I always knew that there was something in me that wanted to do that and that it was, like, bigger than me. So, I, like, kept put. I had to show them along the way. Now, they, they're so proud of me. And, like, I'm so happy to make them mm-hmm. proud. But, like, I think parents should definitely and adults, like, realize, oh, if your kid likes something that's creative, like, get him into it full force more. Them. Yeah. But I was going to ask you. Because I was saying something sets you apart from everybody. And through your work, you can see that. And it's obviously passion. Uh, we could hear the passion here with, with you just talking about what you do. I love listening to people that it's are so, so good. passionate. It gets me riled up. Like, like I'm <laughs> sitting here and taking it all in. Like, wow, I wish. Makes me want to go on Canva.com and make some flyers for fun. <laughs> I always do that. But I was going to ask, uh, how does somebody so young just stay so focused? I mean, because we were saying before, like, at 20, 21, I was not yeah, doing, I anything. doing anything. I was smoking hookah and drinking for no reason because it was yeah, 75 was degrees racing. out. I mean, obviously, you have fun. But so what do you do to keep that balance of, like, staying present but also being passionate about your work? Um, I don't know. I guess it's just in me. I just want to create. I just can't. So you don't like, put the camera down to work or something? <laughs> no. No, no. <laughs> she said no. No, no. Nah, I, for real. Like, I, I just want to create. And, like, it, I sometimes I, I feel like that. Like, I'm, like, nervous because I'm, like, yo, did am I looking at everything through a lens and not enjoying my real life? Mm. But then mm. I kind of realized that for me personally, like, that's just kind of my calling. So... It works for you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do something about it. Like, yeah, there's a reason for everything, you know, and like, there's a reason I'm capturing this moment. Like, it all, I don't know, it all goes full circle, and I know it's, it's, it's for a bigger purpose, like I said. So I, I, I like to think that I don't like to overthink it because I like it and it's my passion and it's my calling. So, but if other people are just doing it like for social media and stuff and not actually living Mm -hmm. it day and age, like I think that's very important to. Find your passion and, like, stick to that, you know? Mm. But social media is not a passion. It's not. Yes, that is so true. And I'm glad you mentioned that being 
being at your age, because like we spoke before, a lot of kids are doing not kids. I don't mean to call you a kid, but you're an adult. Um, a lot of. <laughs> I feel the same. Trust me. I, I mean, I'm not like tough. What? Yo, but yeah, a lot of people right. are doing it for the clout. Shout mm-hmm. out to uh, flavors doing it for the streets, but. Yeah, so it's just crazy. Like, you just have to separate yourself. You're going to be the one who does it for the clout, or you're going to be the one Mm -hmm. who does it because you really do this. So, um, I want to get into the movie, but first I want to ask you, because every time we have a local creative here, we like to ask them about other local creatives. So, besides King OSF and D. Gomes, what other creatives do you look at and enjoy their work? Oh my god, everyone. What? Everyone's so creative in the city. We're the creative capital for a reason, Facts. you know? Like I said, I go to school in Boston and like I see the the change like instantly, mm. you know, the, the culture. The way that Providence just like supports each other, care like is so creative, like the mm. community we have, it's insane. Like I I love it. I I think everyone is so creative, but I'm just biased. I'm just like that. Like <laughs> I mean, it's been a long way coming because Back back in, you know, let's say ten years ago, we didn't have this. No, we didn't have it, but they're coming up with it, mm-hmm. so, so it's different for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's beautiful. It's crazy. It it's it's crazy, and people will be supporting each other. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, a lot more mm-hmm. for sure. I would not even be like close to doing the stuff I am without the support of the people I have, and. Like, I wasn't even expecting support like that at all. I, I, I'm telling you, I was mm-hmm. never expecting any of this. Like, but it's just Providence, like, you yo, hard, I appreciate you receive, them. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and not only work hard, but you put in quality stuff. I was going to say you put quality stuff in. Look, it landed in my DMs. Just like that, <laughs> people were... I saw the comments under the trailer. People are tagging other people like, yo, yo check this out. I could not believe that. Yeah, oh it's crazy. Oh, my God. I couldn't you know, believe and, that. And that's... That's hard to accomplish. Oh, yes. Because like, people are... I'm you know, usually asking people, tag three friends, please. <laughs> you know, and, and people usually just, like, you know, go notice, But they're doing great work, like, mm-hmm. yeah, easily. True. You know, and it's... I think I figured it out when, like, five people do it. People see that and they're like, oh, I need to... Even, even, even though it's not... Not, not speaking about monkey yours, but, do. you know, there's yeah. a little something there mm-hmm. because... I noticed I did a video the other day that was stupid. It was just like on the fly, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, joking around and stuff. And people sending it to people. And I'm like, really? This is what it takes? Like, no, put that into some. That's why I'm happy that you brought that up because, you know, seeing that on her page made me happy because she's actually getting the recognition through her work. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. people are like, yo, this is dope. We need to pull up and see this. However, yeah. however it may be, like, I am so grateful and thankful. And I think, like, it, it just surpassed my expectations to, like, oh, my God, so much mm-hmm. that I'm, like, so scared now because I'm like, yo, these people have high-ass <laughs> expectations for me right now and for this film. And I just hope I could, I Listen, don't know, I hope I could give them something they you, like. You like, did it. You did it. Be happy no matter what the outcome now. is. Yeah. No matter what the outcome is. Good or bad, yeah. keep moving forward and making better. Mm-hmm. Like this one's gonna be your your wor- your worst, your best, whatever. I mean, it's you the know, beginning. It's the too. beginning. Yeah. So it's you know, my first real passion project. Everything I've done is so client based, mm-hmm. and this is the first time that I'm like, I'm gonna do something that I actually want to do and care about in my own time. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I'm, I'm just grateful. Just yeah. so look, don't don't ev- don't let the outcome 
you know, define how you feel about your work. Mm-hmm. You know, good. whether yeah, it's good true. or bad, you know, whatever the people think, let them think whatever they think. Mm-hmm. Just continue to push it's the really hard. Oh, it's it hard. It is hard. Especially so, when what, sorry. To oh, go ahead, go ahead. Just, I was just going to say, especially when what I do, because people are very like, oh, yeah, like you, you can't care so much about like what people think. And I agree. But for what I do, it's like creating content for people. Like yeah. people have to watch my videos, you know, you need mm-hmm. some kind of feedback. Yeah. So yeah. for me, like I have people watch my stuff regardless. So I I actually, know. I'm ooh, that just reminds me. I forgot to bring up Kevin Hart's documentary, but there's a part in the documentary, spoiler alert, where he's putting out Night School and he's on promo for it. And of course, he's the biggest comedian when that movie came out. He was just doing a bunch of stuff. We all know what Kevin Hart does. Mm-hmm. And um, he was mad at the feedback and he was mad that it didn't do well in the box office. And he was saying, you know, at the end of the day, I don't make movies for critics. I make movies for the people. Mm-hmm. And the people graded it oh, yes. high or whatever. But I don't know how to word this. But So the critics are giving him bad reviews. But the people are giving him good reviews. But I feel like it's a bias because they love Kevin Hart. People mm-hmm. love Kevin mm-hmm. Hart. So it's like he can om- almost do no wrong. I mean, yeah, but if that's what the people like, to, the point is for people to watch it. So if they're going to be biased and like it because they like him, it's like, mm-hmm. well, they're watching it, you know, and he made True. it for someone to views. watch. And at the end of the day, like critics like are just older people most of the time that have seen film this certain way. So that's yeah. how they're going to continue to critique now films from nowadays. Like, mm-hmm. like Rotten Tomatoes, like mm-hmm. who cares about I'm, what they I, I live by IMDb I, though. I don't because there's some movies. I used to watch a lot of Netflix movies that, you no. know, independent See, films and stuff like that's that. That's where you mess up. No, but hear me See, out. Your expectation for film is very low. If you're watching Netflix some, films. some, sometimes you got to give those movies a chance. Sometimes to someone that may be a trash movie because it's on Netflix. No, it's not about Netflix. It's just the quality. Okay, the quality might not be there, but I mean now it is. Netflix has come a a long way. Storyline. Yo, Um, Netflix means the Irishman. Yeah, that Mm -hmm. that's getting Oscars. So uh, yeah, everything is just getting better. And when they see us, I don't think it really matters where because at the end of the day, it's like one director had a vision and this production company wants to give you money to do it. So if Netflix wants to give this director the Mm -hmm. money to do this film and. And he had a great vision, then the film would be great, you know? Mm. And that's why now streaming services are getting Oscars and stuff like that because mm-hmm. everything is very intertwined. People are not dumb anymore that the the media, digital media, is the same as, like, production. Mm-hmm. Like, people are going to watch yeah. movies anywhere, so... Sure. To tie that full circle to what I was saying is basically don't go off the, the Rotten Tomatoes and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Go see it for yourself if you have mm-hmm. interest in it. You might like it. Mm-hmm. I know people that read critiques before the film, and there are people that read critiques after the film. Yeah, I do mm-hmm. after. Mm-hmm. So, I mean... I mean, for me, IMDb, the scale has never failed me. I mean, except for some, like, movies that we hold dear to our heart, like black classics, like uh, Poetic Justice or Juice. Mm-hmm. Um, I forgot there was another one that had a really low r- rating. Love and Basketball has a low rating. But for me, I love that movie. So, I don't know. It depends. And you're right. It's usually old white men that Mm -hmm. are critiquing. But let's talk about Women of Providence. First of all, how you said there was 11 women mm-hmm. that how did you pick the women out? Like what went through your head when you was like, I'm going to do this woman, this woman? Well, I'll, I'll start with how it even came about. 
Okay. So, um, back in, like, 2018, a friend and I had this idea to do, like, a docu-series, but mm-hmm. for Providence, just, like, you know, just creatives, fashion people, um, you know, just in general, whatever, influencers. And then, um, we just never had time to do it, man. And then, I'm, I'm, so I'm in school now. I feel like a lot of people forget that I go to school, like, college, like, full-time. Oof. And... And in college, like, I'm taking a feminism course this past semester. I took a feminism course. And it was actually creating feminist media. So I had to, like, make videos and stuff. I was so excited for this class. And, like, the midterms of projects, assignments were, like, videos that are, like, four to six minutes long that, you know, had to do with all that. And I was like, yo, I'll just do it. Do, like, like a... Uh, an episode or something like the docuseries idea I had just mm. profiling people but I'll do it on women right so I could turn in for credit and stuff and it, that's how it came about like I was just doing it for an assignment it wasn't I didn't have like I said all of this it just happened naturally so naturally that's why I think it was God honestly but I just started for an assignment for school and I did this video I told like just my friends and stuff like creatives like people had women that do stuff I asked Leanna you know she's a photographer I asked yeah. Asia she was like my friend and she does printmaking I think her stuff is cool I asked um I asked a couple people and then from there I just did a video that kind of like profiled um everyone's crafts and mm. and you know their strengths and then my class loved it. They went nuts. They were like, this is crazy. And if I didn't have that support, like, I don't know. I, it just ended up going, okay, so the final assignment is very similar. What are you going to do? I ended up doing the same thing, but with different women. So what I did was I put out a poll trying to find women for this. It was all for school. I was trying to find women for this, and I put out a poll on Instagram, like a question sticker thing, and I was like, any empowering woman that you guys know about just anything, like, drop their names. And people, you know, I got a lot of responses, so a lot of these women I didn't meet until I was working on this project just because they were recommended. And I was like, oh, this would be a dope subject. Yo. I got a lot of women, and there's so many more I could still do. I'm just, But like I said, I'm a one-man band, mm-hmm. so I was just not trying to do too much, too much. But I, so I was kept doing, I kept doing it for school, and then they were like, you should really continue this, you know, beyond this. And I was like, yo, I could do the, do- the docu-series, put them into categories. So that's mm-hmm. what this really is. It's a docu-series. It wasn't a movie or anything. It was just a docu-series. So Mm. online, I was going to drop episodes. The first one is creatives. Then there's community-based women that help the community. There's um, the the unconventional woman. Mm. And then there's business women. So it's four episodes. So what I'm going to do on the day of the showing is just show all four at once. Nice. Yeah, but okay. my goal was always to drop like one on one, and then it just snowballed into yo. It'd be kind of cool if I showed this in a theater or something, and then that happened, and like yeah. So that's that's kind of how it all came about. That's great. That's amazing. That <laughs> I'm dope. so impressed by everything that comes out your mouth <laughs> because you just know what you just know. It's like it just comes so natural to you. And to hear you talk, I asked you a question. You were like, no, let me start from the beginning because the people need to know. Trust me, I wasn't expecting anything. I I don't know. What was your favorite part of the process uh, making this docuseries? Oh, my God. Hearing their stories. Mm -hmm. Hearing these. Because a lot of these girls, some some I know them, some like personally, some I met through this who are like amazing. But actually sitting down and doing an interview with someone, even Mm -hmm. if they're my friend, I'm actually getting to know them 
from scratch, you know? Mm -hmm. And, like, yo, so many people have crazy stories, you know? So I'm so excited. That's my biggest thing, that when people come see it, like, they just learn all these women's stories. Everyone has a story, you mm -hmm. know, no matter Absolutely. who it is. So I, I love... That was my favorite part, 100%. Doing the interviews, talking to them, like, hearing their stories. Crazy. And the the uh, poster for the movie, this is the poster of the movie, mm -hmm. right? And it's a woman in an empty theater. Is that what it is? Mm -mm, no. So that's, um. her name is Pastor Cooper. She's a pastor and that's her mm. church. Oh, so wow. when I did her, when I did, shout out to Elijah for this poster. He's the one that helped me with it. This looks legit. He's so good. Oh my God. I knew I had to go to him, but he, he helped me make this poster and I gave him a bunch of stills from from all the ones that I liked the most, like a, a folder of like 30, and this is the one he liked the most, so he mm. just he just did that, so. Yeah, this picture is telling all of the things. It, like, you could feel story just by looking at it. This is a good uh, good cover here. What are you expecting that night? Like, what in your oh, head? I know. Oh my I know God. you're saying you're nervous. <laughs> so nervous. But what are you expecting? There has to be some kind of expectations you have. I'm expecting everyone to hate it. <laughs> What? Nah, come on. That's my <laughs> That is crazy. Yo, literally. It's going to be great. We we seen your work, so we know it's not going to be lean. Mm -hmm. You know, we know that you have the chops, you know? The so chops. I, it's true. Like, <laughs> oh, you either okay. got it or you don't, you know? And, and it's just a known fact. And even sitting right here with you, I can feel your energy, your spark. Mm. You know, it's also interesting. I know, like, we're talking about how social media doesn't really matter, but you're one of the very few people I see that the followers actually matches the number of views. Yo, that's so funny. Because people legit have, like, 20,000, and, like, they have, like, 100 likes. I'm like, bro, where are but the rest we of all, the likes? We all know what those people Yeah, I know, done. but it's, I just had to point that out, that, like, this is for real. Like, your work I think I've just been doing it true. for so long that, like, I naturally just people just gravitated towards liking it just because they've been exposed to mm. one video or another or someone mm. shares it or yeah. different fan bases or whatever, like OSFs and Ds. Or, and mm -hmm. Then yeah. I have people from this documentary that followed me and then I have people from my weddings that love my wedding, so they follow me. And not only that, but I've seen a lot of other filmmakers comment on your work, you know what I mean? Which is a oh, big yes. thing because... Yeah. You know, Providence is a little competitive mm -hmm. and some people don't like to mingle with people and we understand that, you know. I'm not going to lie. how the world works. I you know? love everyone that, like, supports me. I'm so grateful. But when the other filmmakers, like, drop a comment or, like, it hits a little different because mm -hmm. I'm like, yo, like. Because they understand. The, yes. They understand yes. the grind and mm -hmm. they understand the, the work. What is what is the end? Well, not the end goal because you have a long ways to go. Ten years from now, you'll probably, like we were saying, you'll probably be at the Oscars. But oh, God. what are the <laughs> goals for you let's start with short term um what does 2020 look like for 2020 Gabby? is well it started with this and like i said i wasn't even expecting to do all this but a great start definitely mm -hmm. <laughs> i'm so happy about that so i want to release this film i want to do some travel films i'm not gonna lie like last year nothing was expected either i didn't expect to travel as much as i, I traveled so much i got like so many trips to different places. I, know, I, I seen I seen you on yeah. the PJs. Someone she don't she, call it the airport. She call it the peach. clear port. <laughs> Shout out to Jay Z. And then um, I even got like flown out to Bali to do a travel. You got film. flewed out. 
Yeah, to to work on like for a travel luxury company and Whoa. like I went to Bali. I but all these stuff I'm telling you like they just happen. Like because I don't expect yeah. that. Like your your crazy. work is being noticed and mm-hmm. not only that but so you know, I you're I hard. don't have too many like specifics like yeah, mm. this is going to happen this year cuz the Bali trip happened like I got notified about it like a couple weeks before I went. And you went to Greece? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I went for a school trip to Greece. That's so my dream all, place. All I'm going to go there followers. for my 30th. Ooh, let, you let have me, to Santorini. <gasps> let me ask all your followers to go hit up Instagram and bug them to give you that blue check so you can start getting real, <laughs> real big people. You can apply for blue checks now. You can. Really? But, yeah. But the more people that go and tell Instagram, like, hey, look, um, this person's legit. They need you know, a blue they, check. They need a blue check. Not only that, but yeah, well, I'm not that legit. I'm but okay. it's not I'm by the not following because I know of I know someone that only has one thousand five hundred followers and they mm-hmm. got a blue check. Oh wow! Yeah, and it's yeah, it's it's just by like occupation. Yeah, and but, how yeah. verified they can verify it. I think I know? definitely need to step up my production game. You know, for something like that. Cause no, you got it. You got it. Because like I said, everything I do, I, I do it myself. Mm-hmm. And like, I just shoot with my gimbal and my camera. Like, everything. Literally, this whole doc I did, 90% of it was just shot on one lens. Like wow. a 50 mil lens. <laughs> yeah, so now, le- crazy. Let me ask you a question for the women in Providence. Did anybody say no to you? Well, yeah, there are actually a couple people that didn't say no, but they just like kind of left me at red. They kind of ignored it. They like didn't open my message. And like... It's all good, like, you know, I mm-hmm. people are just probably just busy and stuff, and the biggest thing, they probably just didn't see the vision, you know? Yeah. I, de- I saw the vision in terms of, like, I know I could do something good, you know? Um, but it's not until after when, like, people really, like, supported me a lot, and then I, it was funny, like, then I would get, like, an Instagram, like, hey, like, good, good job and stuff, or I see them reposting, and I'm like, damn, I really wish I had them in my thing, like, mm-hmm. back when I had initially asked you know mm-hmm. but it's all good like like i said i'm sure like everyone's just busy and stuff or they just don't see the vision yet but it's it's like in the future you know some some uh, my goal is to just do like a second season mm-hmm. that is something i i'm thinking about doing 2020 but like different like this but kind of different more like a little kind bit more escalated yeah. yeah so I, I don't know. Look out for that. I'm I'm thinking about maybe like, um, asking, cert, like people to women to get nominated for mm-hmm. it or like I don't know something in that route. That's cool. If, get people to interact. If mm-hmm. there's one thing you want your followers to know about you, what would it be, and what would you tell them? Mm, that question. Uh, to know about me, I don't know. I don't know. That's a tough question. Yeah. I have to think about that. Come back to me. Come back to me. <laughs> Come back to me. We're coming back right back to you. You're getting interviewed. Um, so what are your long-term goals? You talked about short-term. You don't really expect anything. Yeah, but it just happens. What is what is your, like, you know, there has to be something in your head that's yeah. like, wow, I can't wait to do this. Or I can't wait to work with so-and-so. I guess my long-term goal in the future when, you know, I'm older maybe or I don't know. I, I want to continue to pursue documentaries and be able to travel as well. Uh, I'm thinking to like third world countries or somewhere where a story is is necessary to be told. 
mm. and um, be able to just inspire. Like, my biggest thing is to inspire people through my films. Mm. The, you're going to see that through, if, if you were going to watch the, the docuseries, like, it's just a whole bunch of inspiration at the end of every episode, you know? So I just want to inspire as many people as I can. I want to, I would love to open up a film house. Like, that is going to be in the works, definitely. And have a people where just, like, filmmakers can come and, like, work and, like, edit and, you know, do shoots mm. and mm-hmm. screen their stuff. Like, I don't know, just, I, I didn't grow up with having any help with my films, I just, I did it on, my dad was a photographer, but he didn't, like I said, he's old-fashioned, and he did not know anything that had to do with video, like, mm-hmm. he barely stuck to his camera, I, I had to teach myself everything when I was younger, everything, editing, filming, everything, so, I kind of wish I had that help from, like, from, I don't know, anything, like, I want to be able to help kinda younger like kids, yeah, give them the equipment to because yeah. a lot of a lot of people are very creative they just don't have the resources for yes. it yes that's, that's mm-hmm. true they just don't have the resources for it so if i could provide like cameras and stuff for people to rent out or something like just to feed their creativity like yeah. i would love to do that like i don't know specifically what plan god has for me but i know like it involves inspiring people through my films working hard like documentary work and just like helping people who, i feel that who is somebody you wish to work with this will be like your, your or somebody you would of, like to document of work like your dream project oh my god that's hard i've de- i know i def i'm blanking out right now but i know i definitely have people that i'm i would love to just i don't know did you watch kevin hart's documentary i didn't watch it no okay i think you should i think i should yeah it's his best movie really yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry i had to laugh at that comment you're laughing but it's beautifully done N- no it's it's just funny because you can put the hat on with the headphones absolutely Come on, you're a mess like um it's just funny to me because i've seen a lot of his movies and they're trash they're know, not trash okay I, I, they're poorly produced we'll say that yeah but i think that's the beauty of it they're not there's they're not, beauty like, in bad production no, I don't mean bad production, but like in some of his movies, like one of my favorite movies is Paper Soldiers. And that movie is terribly filmed, but I love it. I don't I don't think I've seen that movie. You never seen it's his earlier stuff, but yeah. yeah. I'll definitely so, watch it though. But yeah, so, no, um, so I was only saying that because if, is there any celebrity that you look up to? Like you talked about um, all the women that were supposed to be mm-hmm. nominated. Who are some of the directors or filmmakers you love? Definitely Greta Gerwig. I I admire her so much. Like I definitely wanted. She did Lady Bird. Have you guys ever watched Lady Bird? Yes. That was her. Okay. Yo, Lady that Bird makes is legit. Sense. One of my favorite movies. Like I love that actress. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forget oh, her yes. name. I think I don't know where she's from, but she's in Lovely. She's Bones. Ireland. Oh, she's Irish. Okay. Irish. Irish. Yes. Sorry. She's in uh, Lovely Bones. I love that movie. It's one of my favorite. It's definitely ever. a big come up year for her. But yeah. My biggest inspiration, like genre wise, for movies is mm-hmm. coming of age movies. Ooh. I prefer those over any type of movie. Yeah. I love them. Maybe that's why I love My Girl so much. I don't know. I love coming of age movies. So I definitely want to do something like that. Like I don't know. There's a book that you should read, and I can't think of it at the top of my head right now but i'm gonna we'll talk about it after i think you'll enjoy that i think you'll get a lot of that book a lot out of that book is very inspiring 
and you're in a feminist class, so you're probably like uh, super. And that's so funny because I told everyone before I went into the class, I was like, guys, I'm not a feminist. Like, <laughs> that's not. You me. say you're not a feminist. Yeah, yes, you are. I was like, you I'm don't not believe in women and men's equal rights. Well, okay. Now, after I took that class, I was like, maybe I am. But I always thought feminists were like these annoying women that no. didn't. You know what I mean? It literally then, just yeah. means that you believe that women should have equal rights mm-hmm. that's that's literally all it means all the extra stuff is mm-hmm. what other women add to it mm-hmm. and destroy the reputation yeah i definitely got God. educated after this class like this class was so good shout out to my teacher colleen poplin i don't know if she's listening but she was the <laughs> bomb and it just made me appreciate like woman's lens in a whole other perspective mm. yeah there's a lot of women who've done things in history that don't get mentioned and a lot of women writers and like we talked about in filmmakers that are not getting the respect they deserve explain your instagram handle was tubby g Uh, you're far from tubby yeah when i was younger when i was like seven i used to live in georgia for two years and when i lived there my cousins and like my family like called me tubby as a you know a nickname because i was like like so skinny so i don't know it was ironic i guess and i don't know how but it's stuck in georgia like even my bus driver called me that like everyone just called me tubby and then when i came back to rhode island i i don't know like obviously no one called me that but because i was like a georgia thing Mm -hmm. but on my instagram i just put like tubby was taken so i put tubby g because you know gabby Mm -hmm. and um i just kept it since and now i feel like i'm not gonna change it because i'm just known like people will be like oh yeah blah, blah, tubby right and i'm like i guess like people literally send me emails they're like hello tubby blah 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 oh yeah gosh. so weird <laughs> so i just kept it because i feel like that's my trademark but i don't know that's what that was my nickname yeah i, I did read on your on your twitter that you are Oh, you went through my Twitter? Absolutely. I'm learning from the best. And she's in the room. She's the FBI. Really? Re- I'm yeah. not the FBI. I mean, if she wants to find out something, she will. My Twitter, I just keep like, <laughs> just ran. Oh, no. What did you read on my Twitter? <laughs> Is that you are the busiest lazy person. <laughs> Tell facts. me about that. Like, what is <laughs> your la- what is your lazy? Because you you had mentioned that every time you're not working, you're thinking about work. But yeah. what is lazy to you? Lazy to me is like I don't want to work. Like right now, I'm not trying to work, mm-hmm. but I have to. You know, busy because I'm booked triple times booked a day. Busy. Yeah, because I still run my wedding videography mm-hmm. business. I have. Oh my god, I need an assistant. I always say this. I need <laughs> an AC assistant. AC is very. Very important. Yeah, because my I literally don't have the energy to respond to everyone after. What a while. do you do to recharge then? What do you do to like con- keep that energy? I I don't I don't know. My mom gives me like juices with celery sometimes. <laughs> I don't know. I don't <laughs> sleep like I literally important. edit at night. That's oh my god! Wow. What is that? I'm sorry. <laughs> that, that scared was such me. A old man ringer. <laughs> Oh, that's thin. That scared me. I'm sorry. Nah, but I don't sleep because I edit, like, at night. That's when I get, like, the most creative. Up to, like, 4 a.m., bro. Oh, my God. So, I just don't have energy to, like, do everything after Mm. a while because I have to do everything. I have to go to a shoot. I have to schedule my meetings. I have to answer every single person. And do school. 
Oh yeah, and I commute. Not only I had to be hard on myself Oof. and go to Boston instead of staying in Prague. How so. can you take the tea every day like this? I take an hour and a half commute to Boston every time. Yeah, I, go I know. To I go to Boston every weekend. I know what it's like to take yeah. that commuter uh, rail. It's. Not I try to edit on the on the train. Well, I was you know? just gonna ask that. Mm-hmm. Are you working? In yeah, the I try to, but I'm lazy at heart because I'm I'm tired. <laughs> like I don't don't want to do you're it. You're not lazy. You're tired. <laughs> what is Gabby's favorite thing to do outside of anything filmmaking? Y'all make me sound boring. Like they. <laughs> I mean, your job is a very interesting job. I think but we want to yeah. we want to know what what you as Gabby film is likes. life. No, I think absolutely. it's just so intertwined in my life because it's what I like to do and mm-hmm. it's my job and it's my school. <laughs> like, because I study film at school. Not that I learn much, trust me. But, like, mm-hmm. I feel like ev- it's just everything mm-hmm. in me. So that's just, like, all I do. I don't know. I like to do just like sit to at home bowling. and maybe, like... I mean, you said you like going to movies by yourself. Yeah, I like to go to the movies by myself. I recommend it to everyone. It's therapeutic. It's I haven't amazing. Done it. I, I usually partner up with somebody. It's friend. the best way to take in. I, mean, I was going to say that, but then I'm like, mm-hmm. that's still film. So, like, I don't know. That is that is film. Yeah, um, I like a good ass card game. Sit down with all my friends, get Uno? together. Uno. Uno, Cards Against Humanity. Like Ooh, I haven't played that Where one. Yet, if, but I heard if it's really you're good. if you're looking for a fun night, game oh, night. PVD game night PVD this Friday. Game night this oh, Friday. Yes. I love a good game night. All right, so before we get into Bands' favorite segment, I just want to mention one more time. Thank you for joining us. Mm-hmm. Thank of you course. for responding to my message. I felt like it was, we had to do it now so that we're not the biggest platform, but I personally need to support this, especially oh, because I, I won't that. be there. So I feel like, I feel like every time I leave Providence, Nothing something happens. happens and I can't mm-hmm. make it. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to support this and push this as much as I can, even if it sells out. So if it sells out, people will be like, yo, I tried to go see that woman in Providence mm-hmm. and it was sold out. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So. That's going to be amazing. So Women of Providence, January 20th, 7 p.m., 7.30 p.m., sorry, mm-hmm. at the Providence Place guys. Cinema. Women of Providence, a film by Gabby Gonzalez. Yeah. Mm. Be easy on me, y'all. It's my first time I did it all, <laughs> like, by my own. Listen, regardless, I'm proud of you. People are proud of you. I so, appreciate just that. Just don't be like Viola Davis when you make it out and forget about Lil' Oh, Prof. no. I rep Providence, like, with all my heart. <laughs> I love Providence. Facts. So let's get into my favorite part of the podcast. Yes, it is my favorite because I get to throw the aux at one of y'all and pass me the aux for those who haven't listened. It's just simply we pass the aux around, the imaginary aux around because we don't play the music because of copyright. Um, They will pull our whole episode off air. Absolutely. It happened yeah. before. Thanks, Nikki. <laughs> Nikki's people, but you know, not to throw shade at <clears throat> nobody. Um, you take the aux when I pass it to you, and you showcase something audible that you're listening to. So to start, I'm gonna pass the aux to Christina because she seems ready. Yes, I am ready. Um, I'm already impressed by this year's releases. I'm gonna break the rules a little bit. Do some honor, honor uh, honorable I'm mentions. Mm. Life is good. Future, fe- future, and Drake. Good news. Mac Miller's beautiful song. I shed tears. Mm. Also, I was very connected to his death for some strange reason. So I felt it. I feel like a lot of people were. Yeah, it was it tough. Was also, because we were so invest infested into um swimming. Yeah, we, swimming we is amazing. That. So I cannot wait for the new album. That's coming out. And also Guilty Conscious by 070 Shake. Oh, I love that song. But 
My song that I am really feeling right now that I am turning all the way up is Something to Prove by Lil Baby. Mm. Lil Baby does it again. The song is a bop and he's talking that shit. So go check it out. Something to Prove by Lil Baby. And I'm going to pass the aux to Bands. Sitting here with Gabby. I feel very inspired. So I have to go with my man Flawless Real Talk Uh on my way. Because, you know, hearing you talk about what you're you're trying to do and how you you love your parents like kind of just connected it and Mm. made me feel like that song if there was a theme song to this episode that would be the song you know shout out to flawless he did amazing things go check out hey yo flawless hit up tubby g and work with her oh that would be crazy (laughs) so i'm gonna pass the aux to gabby yeah so alongside with like the whole oh the passion and stuff i feel Mm -hmm. like lately working on my doc i've been playing a whole lot of rose in harlem Mm -hmm. by tana taylor Mm -hmm. because i'm just like i just feel so inspired when i put that song on i'm like yeah it'd be the ones like i'm like working hard on my editing (laughs) yeah that song so dope so dope i think she made a classic album I'm just going to jump agree. off the cliff and say I, that. Tiana Taylor is one of the artists that's very underrated. underrated. Amen. Any announcement, Christina? Yes, I do. Um, Calle Caliente. Salsa Bachata. It's Latin night, January 15th, which is two days from now, Wednesday night at True. Uh, Mambo Pati Dance Company is sponsoring this event, and it's hosted by Mambo Keys. It's 10 p.m. to 1 a.m., 60 Valley Street, Providence, Rhode Island, 21 plus, no cover, a free night of entertainment. Um, January 29th. It's Wednesday, My Dudes is the name of the event, a multi-genre musical event. There's a lot of familiar faces on there, including our guy, True Forte, a.k.a. Kareem. Sounds by DJ Ken, hosted by Slitty. Uh, That's at dusk, 301 Harris Ave, Providence, Rhode Island. Go check that out. It's 18 plus and it's 10 bucks at the door. Um, Shout out to Hot NRI, hotnri.com, Stanley. Mr. Seven Clubs in One Night. Uh, his magazine is still off for sale and he is still delivering them. So if you haven't gotten your third issue of Hot NRI, go grab that. Uh, you can scan it and look at pictures and interviews. You can read interviews. It's amazing. And it's for the culture. So support. Shout out to Josh and Murph. Red Eye Movies. They are dropping a jam concert recap on Ooh. YouTube. So Let's that's going to go. be dope. They do a I lot of great them. work. Oh my gosh. Yeah, they're, they're so good. They're so good. Facts. And they're so professional. Mm-hmm. So shout out to them. Um, we have Mary Gibson, who will be at the Rosendale this Friday, January 17th at 55 Union Street, Providence, Rhode Island. And she will be with the Soul Bay Band. If you haven't checked them out, you're missing out on some great live music. All right, so before you go see Mary Gibson, go check out my boy Akeem, our boy Akeem. At the PVD Game Night, presented by A Leadership Journey. That's this Friday from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m., 231 Douglas Ave, Providence, Rhode Island. Special gift provided to the first 15 people. And before we get to me... Actually, no, let's do me first, because I want to save the that last announcement. I want to save it for last. My event, February 27th, will be at a SKU, downtown Providence. It is... Something that I've been thinking about for a long time, and I'm I'm finally bringing it to life. So there'll be dances, four performances, Foolish Heart, Big Frank, 
Miss Marrows and Israel Wusu. Um, I'll have a dance, uh, an opening dance act. I'm not going to reveal that yet because it hasn't really been confirmed and doing games and trivia. So it's going to be something different and it would be really nice if everybody came out to support not only me, but those who will be involved in the event. So shout out to everybody that will be there. Also, there will be vendors. But yes, you could check out the event. The link is in my bio at Christina Sev. My profile is now public. So for those of you that have been complaining, why is your page on private? That's open. But the last announcement before we close out is a very special announcement. I want to shout out Sabrina and Jay for their opening of Crib over what used to be Tantric. And it's crazy because she was talking about how she used to pass out flyers when they first started. Mm -hmm. She was passing out flyers in front of that club and for her to own the building now. It's mind-blowing. It's inspiring. I always sweat Sabrina and Jay and all the work that they do. And we're seeing them take things to a whole nother level. This is ownership, persistence, consistency, hard work and leverage this is big it's a black owned club by a very black successful company so congratulations to sabrina and jay we're very proud of you i can't wait to be like where you going going to the crib right (laughs) and oh then also they're opening up the space for creatives too i don't know how that's gonna work we don't know any of the details but as we all know stay silent stays silent until they make a proper announcement mm-hmm. so shout out to stay silent the whole team everybody over there they're so dope oh yes lovely people great events so proud of you support the home team people yes support now home. now before we close out i want gabby to shoot her her shout outs and where the people can follow you yes oh yeah so follow me on instagram tubby g i feel like that's the only place i really promote my stuff so mm-hmm. follow me there shout out to everyone that has been supporting me for this like like I said, you guys just blew my expectations through the roof. Like, I, I, I'm still surprised and shocked, like, when I see that sometimes. Like, I'm so grateful. So, shout out to all of you guys. And please come watch my film. Come on January 20th. It's Martha Luther King Day. So, it should be a holiday for, like, a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, just have a good time. Pull be up, easy on up, me. Be easy up. on me. <laughs> <laughs> my message to the creatives out there is... Work hard and don't let anything stop you just because you don't have the equipment, just because you feel like you're not as good as anyone else. It doesn't matter. Just work on your craft and, you know, tunnel vision and do what you got to do because, like, people will support you. And if you have passion behind it, then that's all that matters, honestly. Word. We got to end the show. Mm-hmm. Thank you for coming. Thank Episode you for 97. Me. Oh my gosh. You know, y'all made this not as bad as I thought. I was so scared. It's, I told you it was <laughs> easy. Everybody gets scared. But you already know what it is. Your boy Bins, alongside Christina, we are the Spark Up Podcast. Pull up Check to the function out. February 27th. Thank you for coming through.